everybody. Welcome to From the Sidelines. My name is Noah Tyree, and I'm here with Chad Davis, Devin Davis, and Josh Duvall. How's it going? How's it going? And today, we got a special interview. Feel free to follow us on our Instagram and Twitter, at the FTS Pod. Don't forget to subscribe to our iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube accounts. Send in questions or comments to us at theftspod at gmail.com for our mailbag segment. And be sure to visit our website, fromthesidelinespod.home.blog, to read our, our latest articles and keep up to date with episodes. All right, we are now pleased to welcome on former Kentucky football wide receiver, Charles Walker. How are you doing, Charles? Good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Glad to have you on. All right, I'll talk. Uh, I'll start off uh, the questioning by talking about whatever a Kentucky football fan wants to talk about. How about the How about the 2018 team last year? Ten wins, Penn State, Benny Snell breaking the all-time rushing record. What's it like being a football alum, seeing Kentucky do that? Oh God, I mean it was awesome. I was at uh, all the home games. Didn't get to go to an away game, aside from the bowl. Did make it down to the bowl. Uh, <laughs> Got to watch some practice. I knew they were ready. And it's funny, I guess what we went up like 17 in the fourth quarter after Benny's touchdown. And my mom looked at my dad and I and was like, all right, the game's over. We did it. And I kind of like looked back at her and I said, have you not watched any of my games in the past four years? Here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, we like to give up a lead like it's nothing. And then of course they started coming back and I'm thinking, oh my God going to happen again like I thought I was a curse I thought every game I went to we just end up going up and then losing uh thankfully that won the case and the dogs pulled it out no I mean, it was a it was a great year and so cool to see all those guys you know hell probably 10 of them were in my class so uh it's always good to to see them do well and now those are the 10 that are on NFL teams or seven or eight whatever it is I can definitely say I was getting nervous, even though you're up like three touchdowns because they scored once or twice. Their fans started getting into it. And there was just there's just enough time for them to score one last time. And the the traditional old Kentucky way to lose a football game. (laughs) I don't know. It's crazy. And I I don't know. I think uh, whatever Franklin said, what was it? The word the real blue and white or whatever. Is that what you said before? Yeah, I don't think I would have said that to the old. uh, Old Coach Stoops, I know he was getting those guys fired up, and there's no way he was going to go back and, and lose it, especially when they went for it on that fourth down or try to do the fake punt. And you all saw the video, Stoops going ham on the field. That's <laughs> that's college football, baby. I can't wait for it to start back up. Nobody can, really. Yeah. All right, so kind of talk a little bit about how you got started in athletics, um, playing sports, if you played any sports other than football. Um you played high school at St. X up in Louisville yeah. and your decision to play for Kentucky, not on scholarship, by the way, a walk on oh, and yeah. eventually earned, earned your way to a scholarship. Tell us about that journey. All right. To start out, I grew up, I played uh, football, basketball, baseball, and I, uh, I, that was really the only three. I swam a little bit, but that was I literally swam one year. I think my dad told me to give me like a paintball gun if I did it the whole year. So I did it. <laughs> Got a paintball gun, used it for like a month, and then said, all right, I'm done swimming and I'm done playing paintball. So uh, <laughs> let's just stick to football, basketball, baseball. Uh, went to St. X and did all three freshman year. And baseball, you had to stay home for spring break. And I was kind of just burnt out. So I quit baseball after freshman year and played football and basketball. 
And I continued to do that until senior year when I knew that I was going to go play football somewhere. Uh, so I quit basketball after my junior year going into summer knowing, all right, I got to get bigger, faster, stronger, lift, and just focus on football because that's what I was better at. And I mean, I was always the football player that was playing basketball. So like I'd play really good defense and score layups and that was about it. That's why I was on the team. I knew it. Everyone knew it, which was fine. Um, but I knew that that wasn't going to take me to the next level. So football, getting recruited, uh, I guess technically I had a scholarship offer from WKU, but it was a uh, gray shirt. So I had to, I would have had to wait to the next semester because this was when Petrino was leaving and Brom was named the head coach and Petrino had already signed like 14 Juco kids to the class, uh, I guess, 2015. Because I, I guess 2014. Um, so I was either going to have to walk on there and wait for a year. And then hopefully he would have honored that because it's, it's like not in writing. Um, or I would have just had to take a year off and then go and have four years after that. And I just, I don't know. I didn't really like WKU that much. And I was actually going to go to Vanderbilt when Franklin was there. So funny how that all uh-huh. turned out. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I was going to go there, one, because I got into Vanderbilt, and I really liked him. And my sister lives, lived and still lives in Nashville, and my brother was moving there after school. So it was kind of like the almost a perfect fit. He went up to Penn State, and I actually took a visit up there. Uh, my dad and I drove up. And it was on one, like it was on when they were hosting a bunch of uh, official visits. And the next morning before we left, I was almost going to tell him, all right, I'm ready. I'm coming here because, you know, you get up there and it's Happy Valley and there's 100,000 fans in the stadium. And I guess I was just drinking the juice, really. And my dad was like, no, wait and we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks and take it over. And on my way back, it's like an eight hour drive. Um, on my way back, Neil Brown called and was like, hey, come take a visit here. He was at Kentucky. And I'd kind of been talking to them a little because obviously I went to the camps. It's close. And then I went, visited there, and talked to the head man. And I liked what he said. And I just committed on spot. And that was it. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I say committed. Committed to be a preferred walk-on. So, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, I went in uh, the summer before and trained all summer, took the summer courses, and then was there for camp. And, you know, I, was, I started on special teams. Hell, I was on frontline kickoff for like the first three years I played. So, uh, didn't redshirt and definitely earned those minutes. Uh, I think I had like 25 snaps on offense as a freshman, <laughs> and like 24 of them were blocks. And I had one catch for four yards. Um, That's production right there. Yeah, production. It was, <laughs> there, the play was cat, and it was Neil Brown, and it was a it was a no huddle play. And I swear to God that the only reason that I was in for a passing play was because it was a no huddle. So we were like, all right, we got to go. So like, <laughs> we, we probably called it, and they're like, damn it, we didn't have juice in there. We had Chuck. <laughs> but uh, that's how it started. Well, speaking of your recruitment process coming out of high school. Uh, I read where you played running back coming out of high school at St. X. Yep. 
please tell me what went through your mind doing the transition of going from running back to <laughs> receiver. So I started at St. X when I was a sophomore um, at running back. And if you don't know St. X that well, we they were known for just being a running team. So our receivers, you didn't really we, – we threw the ball a little bit, but on third and eight, we were running the ball. We were either doing a pitch or running up the middle like it's crazy, but that's, that's just the way that we were built. We had a big old line. That's the way when I saw you all play Trinity. So every year. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, So then my senior year, I guess junior year, I played like a little bit of slot too. We'd have spread offense maybe like 100 times a year. Um, (laughs) But my senior year, we got a new coach, and we actually started to run more of a spread offense. So I played a little slot, definitely more than I had been. Um, so I was our starting running back, but then I would go out in the slot. Not a lot, but I guess I kind of learned a little bit senior year, but I didn't really know how to play receiver till freshman year at, at UK. Um, so there was definitely a big learning curve there. I knew that if I was going to go play in the SEC, then it would definitely not be at running back because I just wasn't big enough. Um, and slot was really the only other spot that I thought I could excel at. So, yeah, just went with the bullets at first and trusted the trusted my guns, and I guess it worked out. <laughs> well, from all of us here, we can tell you it worked out. Thank yeah, you. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one time where it really did work out, I want to bring it up. It's New Mexico State, uh, 65-yard yeah. punt return. First time since Randall Cobb. What's going through your mind? Because if it's me, I'm taking that ball, I'm dunking in the field goal, I'm running in the stands. Like, what's going through your mind? I actually still have that ball. So that was my first and only uh, collegiate touchdown. I still have that ball. After the game, I went over, and I think one of our uh, managers, like, stole the ball because it was their ball. So mm-hmm. I stole their ball from him, and he was like, hey, Chuck. And he, like, threw it to me, and I got it. And my dad was in the stands, and I just chucked the ball up to him in uh Kroger Field. It was in Commonwealth. Uh, hey, you know, it just as a punt returner, when you have the opportunity and to catch the ball and go with it, you got to take it, and that's what happened. <laughs> I had some good blocks. I think Nico Furios like decleated some dude, or maybe it was catch. It was one of those linebackers. <laughs> they just completely murdered somebody. Uh, <laughs> JD was leading the way. Uh, it was perfect. Uh, so, what was it like? Um, and kind of uh, what was your like excitement level? I guess. Uh, when you found out you had earned a scholarship? God, it was, I mean, I guess you, you, you're definitely speechless. You know, it's something you work for. And uh, when I was being recruited, you know, Stoops said, you know, if you earn it and you play, I'll give you a scholarship. And do you all know how the 85 scholarships work for team and collegiate level? Mm-hmm. So if, if you – if you're a walk-on and you play for two years and then they give you a scholarship, your scholarship doesn't count towards the total number each team's allotted. So I kind of thought, you know, after freshman year, all right, I didn't really start. I was on special teams. I didn't really think I'd get it then. Um, so I thought it'd be coming my junior year. But it was in the middle of camp. So really when you're sitting in those meetings near the middle and into camp, you're kind of just going, when is this over? When can I go home? When am I going to sleep? Well, when am I waking up tomorrow? Um, and, you know, he just kind of started talking about, you know, this guy does everything right. Uh, he, he's a leader on the field, off the field. And it was kind of the, uh, 
the things that you see on those videos that are on Twitter of someone getting a scholarship. And that's kind of when I'm like sitting in my chair down and like, I still hearing these things. I'm going, Oh, uh, like, is it going to be the time? And it was, uh, I don't even, I think, I think I still have the video saved on my phone. I got to pull that up and watch it. Uh, <laughs> no, it was, it was crazy. It was, it was awesome. Uh, being able to call my parents after that and just, you know, telling them, Hey, we did it. You don't have to pay anything the next two years. Let's rock and roll. Uh, no, it was cool. It was really awesome. Well, Mark Stoops and Vince Merrill and all those coaches, um, what what would be the best word to describe the way Mark Stoops coaches? And also, another question, just kind of two in one, what is the secret to Vince Merrill's recruiting abilities? All right. Uh, first question, I want to say either fiery or fierce or whatever word is the combination of those. Uh, I don't want to say hothead because that has like a negative connotation, but you all seen Stoops when he yells, you know, he's got the red <laughs> hair and he really just turns into a little tamale. Uh, but he just loves it. You know, that, that just shows how much he loves the game and how much he loves molding, you know, little young men into grown men. Um, but I would definitely use a word like that, fiery or fierce, something along that. Big dog, he just he can relate to the players that he's recruiting. He can relate. You know, he played at Toledo. He coached at Toledo. Uh, he's from Youngstown. You know, he just kind of grew up. No one was going to give him anything. And uh, I think that's what helps him relate to some of these players, you know, that didn't have much growing up but football. And I'm sure that that's kind of what uh, where, where he came from and what he worked hard to get where he is. And that's what I think he tells these guys on uh, their recruiting trips. He can go down and, you know, he's a sweet talker. He'll he'll get in with the family. He'll dap you up. It's, it's just what he does. It's in his blood. Some of, those, some of the coaches just have that ability. Yeah. <laughs> to, to not know anyone and just be able to go in and it's like you've known him your whole life. Well, I can certainly speak. We appreciate everything you did for the program and building it up to get to the recruits that we have now. I just, I want to ask you personally, what does it feel like to be a part of that scenario and saying you help build Kentucky into the, you know, one of the best teams in the SEC as of right now? Yeah. You know, it's, it's really cool. It, it's definitely not something, you know, you really think of like every day. Like I don't sit at my office now and I'm like, yeah, I was the one that did it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, as you said that, I'm like getting chills. I'm like, hell yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's, you really, you feel it when you go to the practices or you go to the games and you see the guys that, you know, you used to sweat with and, and lift with and run with. And that's the coolest thing to me now because I still know, you know, 75% of the team, everyone but the new freshmen. Um, it's just one of those things. Once you put in the hours and, you know, as I'm repping my UK right now, <laughs> never afraid to rep that. Um, hell, we keep winning. It might be in the, one of those 30 for 30s, you know, one of the classes that started at all. Exactly. You know, it's, yeah. Uh, it's really cool to, to to be able to watch those guys go out and have this season they did. And, um, you know, like you said, really the class before us, those guys were getting recruited to a 2-10 and 10 Kentucky football team, and so were we. Uh, then we came out and kind of had two dud years where we probably should have made two bowls and we didn't. Uh, but obviously – all that work that we put in that those guys put in last year, it paid off. Hopefully it does again. All right. Well, I got one. So say you're on a long road trip, you know, the team's on a bus. 
Oh. You've been driving for a long time. You gotta stop at a gas station, get you a little pick me up, feel a little rumble in your tummy. What's your go to gas station snack? Ooh, all right. Straight out of the bat. These these I used to love, but they are uh the Fritos, like spiral chips, the honey barbecue. Oh yeah. Gas. Yeah, those are those are good. Um gotta get a Gatorade or like a body That's armor, awesome. one of those. Yeah. But you gotta get a water too. I don't know if I can say what else I get at the gas station there. <laughs> Let's see. Food no, wise. No, no, I'll give fine. you one more. Fine. It's, you can say whatever. Bud we'll, we'll, Light. A beer. There beer. you go. A couple yeah. beers. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Take it. Um, that's probably it. You know, I've, I've been uh, maybe known to get the old Speedway hot dog, but that never really ends up well. So uh, I'm going to keep, you know, I'm gonna you keep know, that one off the list. I was about to say, you don't need to be that one guy on the tour bus using the bathroom. Yeah, uh, that's, that's a bad move. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> All right, so uh, kind of jumping back uh, to your career at Kentucky, um, what kind of uh, what are kind of the games that stick out to you? I know for most Kentucky fans, um, winning on the road at South Carolina, the first road win, and I've heard the stories of the locker room uh, after that game, the iconic, uh, unfortunate Florida game. Everyone knows mm. that heartbreak all too well. But uh, just kind of what are some of the, uh, your memorable uh, moments from your career? I would definitely say the South Carolina game. Uh, like you said, the first road win. And really the the year before that, we had him at home and Bud, or I think Zadarius blocked the pass and then Bud had the pick six that that uh, that sealed the game. That one was awesome. You know, the, my family and friends were obviously at the home game and everyone rushed the field. And, you know, that was really cool as a freshman uh, experiencing that. And then the South Carolina going there is just crazy. Their fans are crazy. The the stadium's awesome, and you know, like you said, we we get the dub, so that's that's always good. Um, the Louisville game, obviously, you know, being from Louisville, um, being able to give Petrino the L, and you know, I'd be the Heisman Trophy winner, you know, the year he won it. So that's he fumbled. Do you know that? Well, the best part about that is that if if Petrino just runs the ball up the middle, they maybe end up winning that game solely by giving their running back the ball, letting them get two yards for three times and kick a field goal. But he wanted to run up the score, so he calls a you know an option play for his quarterback. He freaks out, fumbles it, like all right, you kind of want to be a not so good guy about it. Maybe that's what deserved to happen. So no, it was awesome. Uh, We played well. You know, the, the video of Steven, what he says before that first play, he looks yeah, at the coverage, was... and it's cover two, and that's what we wanted. And they try to play this drop two, and he did – I mean, that's just – that's one of the most badass things I've ever seen because that kind of showed what kind of guy Steven was. You know, obviously he didn't know that the camera was on him. He was just thinking in his mind, like, yeah, I was born to do this. I'm about to bomb it. 7-7, seven, seven, let's roll, and that's exactly what happened. So – that one sticks out for sure. I'll I'll cap it there. Yeah, I mean the other games that I remember are awesome, but we didn't actually end up getting the dub, so that's always what's most important. You're undefeated against South Carolina, right? Undefeated, never, yeah. Never we're, lost. We're still we're five years now, about to make it six. Yeah, <laughs> somehow Jake Bentley is still there. I don't know how that's possible. Because <laughs> when you were talking about South Carolina, I couldn't figure out which game you were talking about because we've won every single year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think I know one play during the sad Florida game. Oh, man. 
the second time of not covering the receiver. Your all's uh, final drive down the field. You had you made this very clutch catch on fourth down. Was it was it fourth yeah. down? And it got fourth you all in field goal range. And then the bogus holding penalty, which oh, it broke my heart. Oh man! But before that happened, like, what what did that moment feel like? That you kept the game alive and and almost ended that thirty plus year streak. I mean, honestly, in, in the in the heat of it, you really just go back to your training. So after I caught it, I was like, all right, everyone, get the get on the ball. Like we got to spike it, we got to go. And then it was kind of like, all right. You know, like you said, we're on the 40-yard line or whatever we were. You know, 21 seconds left. I'm like, McGinnis is going to sink this kick, and we're going to end the streak at Com- or at Kroger Field. Uh, like, oh, man, it's going to be crazy. And then we run up the middle, get that BS holding the call. And what, once we ran up the middle, I didn't see the flag, so I'm going, all right, Benny just ran the ball 25 yards. McGinnis has a 25-yard kick in the middle of the field. Like, it's definitely happening. See the flag. Then we had another – We had, so we got called back to whatever it was, like the, the 45, and we called Indian, which is like, a, all right, five-yard pass, get the hell out of bounds. We always run it. Ran that, caught that, and I'm still thinking McGinnis is about to sink a 58-yard field goal to win it because he'd done that uh, against Mississippi State, and he's obviously been clutch and you know came up a little short, and that was horrible. Uh, they made me go talk to the press after the game. I'll never forget that. I'm like, this is bogus. They made Slacks. you go talk to the press. Yeah, I don't think they. I don't think they trusted the other, uh, <laughs> the other leaders' words at the end of that game. So they're like, "You can do it, right?" I'm like sitting there, <laughs> not in tears, but I'm just like so upset that we didn't get it done. Like, yeah, I'll do it. Great. And then of course you get the question, "What'd you do wrong? Why didn't you all win?" I'm like, "Yeah, you're a really good reporter. Thanks." Really <laughs> yeah, bro, they're ruthless. Reporters are ruthless. I was about to ask what what were the questions like at that press? I just I mean that's genuinely... pretty much it. You know, you all didn't get it done. How does it feel? Well, how do you think it feels? <laughs> Sometimes I wish I was very blunt back to them. You know, like what what would you do in that situation? I don't know. You tell me. But I was raised treat people with respect, so I'm sitting there. Yeah, it doesn't feel good. I might punch you in the face. I don't know. Can we be done with this, please? You should just you should have just thrown out a little, you know, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Yeah, I really should have. That's what Benny probably would have said. I should have let him go talk, dang it. <laughs> well, since you brought up Benny, I'll I'll ask, like, what was it like playing with him, knowing and seeing like getting to experience watching him get to where he is now in the NFL? Yeah, I mean he's he's just a bruiser. Uh it couldn't fit a better offense than the than the Steelers. I guess maybe the Cowboys, but he's just he's a he's a great guy. Uh, you know, he takes the time to talk to the fans and he's I don't want to say polite to his teammates, but no, I mean he's just he's just a down to earth dude and it's kind of funny. He didn't really take the things from the field into the locker room, if that makes sense. Um, you know, like after a great day of practice he'll be in a good mood, but once he steps off the off the chalk, it's like, all right, he's just a cool dude. But you could, like, I've had times where I've literally been joking around with him when we're walking on the practice field. And once he steps on the field, I like, you know, try to be funny before practice, blah, blah. And he's just like not having any of it. He's all business. Once he actually gets on the field, something flips in his mind and he's just, you know, the freak that he is, just fast and he <laughs> bowls through people. It's crazy. He has the work ethic of a horse and, and that's why he got where he is today. 
Uh, so I want to ask you this. Uh, you were on the SEC academic honor roll, you know, multiple multiple times. Uh, what was it like kind of balancing all the schoolwork plus practices and games for football? Yeah, you know, it, it's it's obviously a tougher schedule than a regular college student, um, and it should be. You know, most of the guys are getting their school paid for, blah, blah, blah. You can go back and forth on this argument that they should be paid or not, but uh, UK does a good job of, of helping you handle that. And Sanex did a good job with uh, preparing me. But yeah, it's not easy. You know, those are the things that I try to tell people that are going to do it now. Um, like there's a couple of Sanex guys that are walking on next year and I had lunch with them. And, you know, they're asking me like, do you ever get time to like eat dinner and do anything? I'm like, yes, you have time. It's just <laughs> this football, having football, having school, having homework, it teaches you how to manage your time. So it's definitely, like I said, it's, it's harder than, I mean, what you have seven hours of practice a day or whatever the heck it is when you're at the facility. So obviously it's going to be a, a little tougher, but they give you the resources to excel. And, you know, like you said, I, I guess I made it, I think I made Dean's list or principal's list. Like every semester I was there, granted some of the intro classes were pretty easy, um, but now it just, teaches you how to be a man and how to stack up and get your stuff done or else, you know, if you can't qualify academically, you don't get to play. So a lot of guys like to teeter on that line. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere, not just the UK, but everywhere, as you can tell. Uh, so after uh, your UK career, uh, you had the opportunity to participate at a mini camp with the Detroit Lions, correct? Yep. Uh, can you just kind of talk about what the pre-draft process was like and trying to get a free agent signing? Yeah, so I stayed and trained um, in Lexington with Coach Ed and Coach Hill. Uh, they're the best. You know, I trusted Ed. I, he was the guy when I was there as a freshman, and then Hill came, uh, I think, my junior year. So I absolutely trusted those guys to just, you know, listen to whatever they said I had to do in order to, you know, get some uh, scouts and some of those coaches' attention. Uh, and I, I had a pretty good pro day. I cracked a rib – uh, against Eastern Michigan when I got murdered across the middle. Uh, so my bench was weak because I was still recovering from that. And one of my shoulders is – I had a couple injuries. Uh, one of my shoulders is, like, permanently out of place. My AC joint is disgusting looking. Um, but speed-wise, I ran, like, a, all the scouts at different times, but I was in the high 4-4 range, low 4-5. And then I did well on the uh, three-cone drill and the routes and catching – and it's funny, the uh, the Patriots wide receiver coach actually went to St. X, Chad O'Shea, and uh, they had a scout at Pro Day, and he had Garrett and I run routes after we were done running routes. So I'm sitting there going, all right, you know, I just murdered the routes. The Patriots asked me to run some. Like, it's all falling into place. Coach O'Shea's there. He's got the St. X connection. I'm about to get it rolling. And then they never talked to me after that. Uh, I talked to the Broncos a little bit, the Jets and the Lions, and got called up with the Lions. Told They told me to come to rookie minicamp. Uh, I was three days up there, and I really, I mean, I did about all I could do. Uh, you know, I caught punts, was on special teams, didn't really drop passes, and went to film, obviously, front row, taking notes, acting like a little goody-goody. Um, and Patricia let me go and said, hey, like, we like you, stay ready, you never know, and at that point, I was just kind of over it all. You know, I, I'd, I'd done the whole, you know, earn your spot. And 
I think I just my my love for the college game was different than the pros because you do see how how it's a business, and I get it. You know, I'm not six eight, and I'm not super super fast. Um, but I think it's just my time to to hang up the cleats. I think you need to call up the folks up there in Green Bay, my team. I think they're looking for a Randall Cobb replacement. Oh, hell, I know the Giants are looking for somebody. What, they have three receivers that are now hurt. Sterling Shepard's got a broken thumb. Somebody tore their ACL. Somebody's messed up their quad or something. <laughs> I was about to say, I think good old Pat Shermer is about will take anybody right now. So, yeah. give a call. <laughs> oh, man, I'm about a year out now. I've, I've, I've worked out, but I definitely haven't been doing the football workouts. Well, speaking of the NFL – I want to ask you about Josh Allen real quick. Just kind of see him develop from a two-star prospect out of high school with offers only from Monmouth and Kentucky, and then eventually developing into the seventh overall pick to the Jaguars. And then what was it like having him as a teammate? Oh, oh he just showed us. Got your own <laughs> Got your own jersey. Oh, yeah. That's nice. That is nice. Oh yeah, so I'm actually sending this up for him to sign. I'm a my side just bought a house here in Louisville. My basement's just gonna be all those dudes in the NFL that I played with, and I'm sending them their jerseys. Hopefully, they'll sign them all and send it back. I've only talked to a couple of them so far, but no, Josh is the best. He really is. You know, he came in and and he had the size as in the height, but he didn't have the you know the weight on him. Uh, it's crazy to see. His transformation. I'm sure you've seen that picture, you know, of him coming in and his like uh, rivals or 24/7 sports picture. And he's so skinny, and then him leaving, it's just crazy. But he treats everyone with respect. I mean, he's just really an all-around perfect guy. He had the shot, and he could have left his junior year. Decided that it was probably best for him if he came, helped the program, and helped himself. And I would say, what his rookie deal was four years 24 mil or something like that so i'd say it paid off for him and it's just crazy to to it's funny to, to be say i know him and like i'm friends with him when he's gonna be sacking these nfl quarterbacks I'm like yep that's my dude uh, <laughs> but no he's the best he really is class a all right here we go here we go so the world's coming to an end zombies everywhere what what weapon are you using for me, I'm going the classic bat with nails, but I just want to see what you're thinking. That's some Stranger Things right there. Uh, what about like a samurai sword, like a legit samurai sword? The one that's oh, yeah. so sharp that if you like touch it, it chops your finger off. Because you don't really want to go with a gun because then you'll run out of ammo. <laughs> I'll go with the samurai sword. I'll do that. Signed by Randy Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your cult of like three or four guys that you want with you surviving the undead? What fo- ex football players? Yeah, anybody you've played with. All right. You can even go back into high school at St. X if you want. We, we don't care. Anybody you played with. I got to find four madmen. <laughs> uh, I'll take Stenberg for sure. Stenberg, yeah. uh, that's an easy choice. I'll take Darius West. Trying to think. All right, I'm gonna go Landon because he can like hunt and fish and all that stuff. So he'll <laughs> definitely know how to keep me eating. Um, 
All right, one more. I'll go Josh just because he could probably just use his fist and kill everyone, kill all the zombies. <laughs> That's a pretty big group right there. I'll tell you one guy I want, Cash Daniel. Oh, for sure. All right, Cash, all right give me five. Cash is on. Easily. <laughs> I got to beat that man. That man's large and in charge. That, that man doesn't mess around. Oh, yeah. Cash is the best. He's going to do it. He's going to have a great year, too. He dropped his weight. He's down at, like, 225. He looks really good. He'll be he'll be out there killing it. I got one more football question. Who is the best guy that covered you that you went up against in practice? Probably Mike. Mike was – he was crazy at coverage. Um, it's funny because this is going to sound weird, but, like, when you're at practice, you can tell – you can't really tell if someone's really good if they're huge and, like, they have big muscles and stuff, but – I saw Mike my freshman year, and I was like, this guy is a four-star or whatever it was. Like, he's not even – he doesn't even look like he's any good. You know, he had that hair, honey badger hair. Uh, and he's a great dude. Don't get me wrong. At, at first, I was like, you know, probably jealous. I'm like, who is this guy? Why does he have a scholarship? I don't. Um, but then I went up against him on one-on-ones. And like, the first time, he, like, stopped me at the line, jammed me up. And I'm, like, embarrassed. Like, okay. Then I was ready for his jam up the next time. And I go up for like a dig and I fake like a sale and he's just inside me, knows exactly what I'm doing. Um, so I was, I learned from him going against him, but he was really good in coverage. He was sick. And now I texted him, we were talking the other day and I think he's, you know, starting in their nickel set at Tampa Bay. So he's going to be really good. He's got that ugly 34 number though as a DB. So you're crazy. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that wraps it up, man. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. You're going you're gonna to be on KSR tomorrow, right? Yeah, I'm going to KSR. Uh, we have a podcast. I think it's at the bowling alley tomorrow, though. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, the Southland. Yeah, if you're on Lexington, come out and say what's up. Well, if you see Ryan, tell us we said hi. He's, he's been on our show before. All right, cool. He's a good dude. He's awesome. All right, man. Well, we, we appreciated having you on. Thanks for, thanks for everything. Absolutely. See you. So, guys, we just interviewed Charles Walker, and I'm in the mood to go to a UK game. Are you guys? I am in such a mood to go to a UK game. You have no idea. Well, guess what, Noah? We can do that. How, you might ask? SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best ticket app on the market. So you better download it right now. And when you go on that app, you can look up a seat. You can buy a ticket for it. And on it is a scale from 1 to 10, being good or bad. You go for them 10s, and you use our code, FTSPOD, and you get $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's FTSPOD. And again, a very special thanks to Charles Walker for coming on the podcast. We had a great time with the interview. Be sure to give him a follow on social media and leave a mention telling him that you love the interview. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at the FTSPOD, and send any comments or questions to theftspod at gmail.com. Bye, Bye guys. Guys.